Greetings, dear friends. Welcome to Greg Kelly Reports with me, your guest host, Sebastian Gorka, host of your reality check every Sunday here on Newsmax. So, if you didn't have any morals, if you had no soul, how would you stop somebody who is rising in the polls in such a way that we've never ever seen it? 11 months before an election, 50 to 60 points before any challenger on his side and beating the current incumbent, who, by the way, just a few hours ago, uh, Joe Biden, he just got back from his Christmas vacation and he's left for his New Year's vacation. How would you defeat a man like that who seems invincible? Well, if you can't send out 81 million ballots under the cover of COVID to be quote-unquote, mailed in, what else could you do? Could you try to strike him from the actual ballots before you even had an election? That's what Colorado tried. It's going to the Supreme Court, God willing. But here's some good news. Already, we have one state, Michigan, that has declared today, what are you talking about? You can't remove somebody from a primary ballot of a private organization that is the GOP. That's dictatorship. That's fine in Venezuela, but it's not okay here in America. So thank you to Michigan. But this isn't just Colorado. This is, as I think lawyers put it, a fact pattern from Alvin Bragg in New York, who bragged about campaigning to put President Trump in prison before he was elected, to Fannie Willis in Georgia with her very strange midnight press conference on a Monday night with absurd allegations against the 45th president of the United States. On to, of course, we have Judge Chutkan in D.C., who just happened to work for 12 years in the same law firm as Hunter Biden, and on to Judge Engeron back in New York, who seemingly brings a case against President Trump where there are no victims. This is a fact pattern. How do you deal with it? You tell the truth. This is how you do it. Can I, um, as somebody who spends three hours every day on live radio speaking for a living, can I show you just a very short clip of how you deal with the lying legacy press? Here's an attorney that if I ever needed help against the deep state, I hope I could hire her. Here's Alina Haber telling the truth. This is the Biden political lawfare that we have seen time and time again. It is a deflection from everything that they have done. And if you don't believe me, look at the facts. On March 17th, Hunter accidentally admits that it was his laptop from hell. The next day, DA Alvin Bragg indicts President Trump. June 8th, an FBI document is released showing that the Ukrainians paid the Biden crime family millions and millions of dollars. The next day, the Mar-a-Lago raid and the Mar-a-Lago indictment. Last week, Hunter Biden's sweetheart plea deal fell through when the judge realized it had blanket immunity. The following day, a superseding indictment against Donald Trump. July 31st, Devin Archer goes to testify in front of the House. That was only after 
They failed to put him in jail prior to the fact. What happens the next day? The January 6th indictment that we're here for today. That is called a smackdown. No podium, no teleprompter. That's how it's done. What should we expect in the next 11 months? Let's talk to the president's attorney, Alina Haber. Welcome to the Greg Kelly Reports show. How are you? Thank you for having me. I got to ask you, because we only got to know each other after the deep state went insane. What kind of training have you had? Because you make it look just so easy. You walk up to the insane lying press and you just, you know, you, you just have no podium, no teleprompter and you just crush them. What, how do you make it look so easy, Alina? Uh, patriotism. I think it's the same thing that you suffer from, right? <laughs> we love our country. <laughs> And I, I haven't had any training. PR is not my thing. I'm a lawyer, um, but I'm passionate about the president getting back to business and cleaning up our country. And when you have passion for anything and you have the facts on your side, I think it's relatively easy to speak from the heart and to yeah. speak honestly and eloquently. Um, I'm not a very fearful person. I always say the opposite of fear is faith. And I have faith in our country getting back on track. But I know we can't do it under this regime and things have to change. So I hope I can do my part by representing the president through this absolutely crazy witch hunts. Um, that is all that they are. The facts are good facts. And if there was law and order and if judges started applying law to the actual facts, they would see that he has done absolutely nothing wrong. The only thing that's going wrong is these... Soros-backed AGs and DAs that are trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm happy to suffer very seriously from the disease of patriotism uh, along <laughs> with you. Uh, somebody else who does uh, is a good friend of mine, Natalie Winters, and I have to give her a hat tip because she posted this video today, and I want all patriots to see this. The organization behind the Colorado expunging of President Trump's name on the GOP ballot is something called Citizens for Ethics. The left, you know, these ironic names, they all, always label their thing as the opposite of what they are. The founder for that is one Melanie Sloan. And uh, Natalie Phillips found this C-SPAN interview with Melanie Sloan, who reveals who one of her former bosses was. And everybody needs to know the truth. Who are some of the biggest donors you have, and is there a restriction on how much money they can give you? Um, we don't have any restriction, uh, but I would say our, our biggest donors are, uh, for example, the um, uh, uh, the Open Society Institute is a, a very big donor. The, and whose who's organization is that? Well, it's, an, it's a foundation, but uh, it's well known to be uh, George Soros is the one who funds it. It's crazy. George Soros. <laughs> she used to work yeah. for, who you just said. And then the clip went on to say that she herself had worked for none other than Senator Joe Biden. I presume you're not surprised that the person behind this ballot expungement worked for the current incumbent of the White House, Alina. No, I mean, we haven't spoken about this before I came on tonight. And I just said, this is exactly the problem. These Soros-backed DAs and AGs, if you dig and you don't have to dig deep, folks, these are public records. You can look at who is funding this. It is one 
funding after another by people that are Soros-backed. Uh, Reid Hoffman, another gentleman that loves to fund litigation against the president and is uh, funneling any kind of backing. This is what they do. They can't stop him in the polls, so they're trying to stop yeah. him with these judges and these AGs and DAs that have political motivations. You can't forget, they are put in by constituents. They're not doing right by their constituents, but they're trying to make them happy. Letitia James ran on getting Trump, hadn't seen a page in the Trump organization's books, but just was determined. There she is, absolutely determined to take him down at any cost. Why? Because the Trump name gets you votes, whether you're for him or against him. He is an epic individual. And this is really political motivation and lawfare. I've said it a million times, but um, it's why, you know, you went, go back to what you asked me. It's why I fight so hard. It's why I get angry outside the courtrooms. America needs a window into what's actually happening and what I'm seeing. And it's incredibly corrupt. It's very scary. I'm going to use that phrase in the future. I like that uh, description for my former boss, uh, epic individual. Uh, you mentioned Jack Smith. <laughs> Let's look at this insane man's latest attempt to use the law illegally as a tool of persecution. The Supreme Court has stayed that action for several months. Now he has put in a motion to ban several topics from coming out of the mouth of your client, President Trump. So on a case about January the 6th, President Trump is not allowed to discuss what departments of the U.S. government did to prepare for January 6th, whether there were undercover agents in the crowd, whether there was any foreign influence concerning the riots. And he's not allowed to cross-examine witnesses who have, quote-unquote, government privileges. Alina, <clears throat> it sounds to me as if Jack Smith is running scared. Yeah, this is called a due process violation. They do it in the form of a gag order. He should be scared. He doesn't want basically any defense being brought by the defense. It's what happened with the last trial I tried. It's what will happen with the next one I try. These judges will gag you. They will try and use his popularity and his voice as a way to work against us and the American people so that people cannot hear the truth. That, that whole list is the defense. That's saying you cannot put your own defense on. Yeah. That's like saying you can't have an expert on the Letitia James case or gagging his lawyers, which has happened to me. You can't. I was gagged in the courtroom. Imagine, Sebastian, in the courtroom, I could not put on a defense on the record for the appellate division. I couldn't say things that needed to be said. That is what our country has come to. And Jack Smith is running scared because he has no case. We've seen what's happened. He tried to rush to the Supreme Court. They said, no, you're going to go through this the normal way. You are not going to rush this because there is no urgency. The only urgency that Jack Smith has and all of them have is election interference and trying to stop him before November 2024, which clearly they cannot do. If you look at the polls, the American people, the independents are switching yeah. because they see what is happening and they're afraid. Yeah. And in the meantime, the chairman coma today, breaking news, has released a letter asking the question whether the president, the incumbent, uh, coordinated with his son concerning the upcoming impeachment inquiry. I'm not sure if a letter is going to make a difference, but we have you on the front lines and a handful of other attorneys. We had Jesse Bernal on the show yesterday. My former White House colleague uh, and friend, of course, Boris Epstein, is also attorney for the president. I've got to ask you a question just to wrap up here that maybe it's too personal, but 
Why is it in a, a nation, what, what is it Shakespeare said, kill the lawyers first, we've got so many of them. In, in a nation of, mm. I don't know, millions of lawyers, why are there so few who believe in the truth and the law and are prepared to do what you do? Do you, do you have any theory about that, Alina? Yeah, I think that what we've seen is a chilling effect with lawyers in particular and creating a lack of the Sixth Amendment right to counsel, because what they do is say, if you represent Trump, if you represent somebody that we're opposed to, we're going to actually take resources and attack your law degree. We're going to take your license away from you. We've seen it happen to people that it should happen to. But then we've seen... Um, People that have done absolutely nothing wrong, have their homes searched, have the FBI show up. That's what they do. It's a form of intimidation. I could just say for myself and, and for anybody that has a degree, our job is to be zealous advocates. And it's not about what side of the coin you're on. It's not about being a Republican or a Democrat. It's about being an American and being a lawyer. And we better use our degrees to make sure our country still has a constitution and still has lawyers and judges that do the right thing. Um, so it's time to get brazen as an attorney. I think you have to be. You have to be strong, especially now, and especially if you're in the world that I'm in. Um, so I'm not going to back down. I'm I'm really proud of the work that we've done. I'm proud of uh, President Trump and, and his resilience. And I think he sets a really good example for the attorneys that stand by him. It's time to get brazen and be more epic, like a certain epic individual we know from Mar-a-Lago. Mm -hmm. We salute you, Alina Hauber, for your commitment to the truth, for the rule of law in America. God bless you. Keep doing what you do. We need more like you and give our regards to President Trump. Next up, I, will. God bless I have you. shocking, God bless, shocking video recorded by a friend of mine of Americans giving money to support the killing of Jews and supporting Hamas. We'll analyze all of it here on Greg Kelly Reports. Stay on this channel. Dr. Gay at Harvard does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. It can be, depending... When is genocide in a context where it's okay? That woman is still at Harvard, not just as a tenured professor, but as the president of that institution. Can anything be done to save these colleges? Let's ask two people who may have some ideas. Graduate student from Harvard, Shabos Kastenbaum, and law professor, expert on the Middle East, Professor Thane Rosenbaum. Welcome, gentlemen, to Greg Kelly Reports. Thank you, Sebastian. So I have a good friend. Uh, he calls himself a gonzo journalist. I call him a guerrilla videographer. His name is Army Horowitz. And he's been producing amazing videos on U.S. campuses for, I don't know, more than a decade. His latest one, just posted, was filmed on the campus of the State University of San Francisco, and he pretends to be a supporter of Hamas raising money to kill Jews around the world. Here's a little clip. We want to fund operations against soft targets. Uh, schools, hospitals, Jewish cafes. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. 
you know? Yeah. We have to strike back. Yeah. A lot of people think they're superior to others, you know what I mean? So they think, think they're, they're superior. Yeah, a lot of them think that. Jupremacy. I think their behavior and the actions are evil. It says they want the land. It's a money thing. How much money would you be able to do? It's tax deductible. A couple bucks. Like five. Also five? Like five bucks. Five bucks? 20 bucks. I did 20. 20 bucks. Or 30. That'd be amazing. Those are American students on U.S. campuses giving cash money to somebody who says, I want to fund attacks on Jews around the world. Shabos, I imagine you are not surprised at that video from my friend Ami Horowitz. Unfortunately, I'm not surprised. Uh, for the past three months, I've been walking past fellow classmates, those who I sit in classrooms with and learn from, who call for the globalization of the Intifada, those who have said that the rape and abduction of Jewish women is a hoax, those who publicly supported Hamas. So it's not a surprise at all. Look, in 2016, 71% of U.S. high schoolers were planning on enrolling in college. Today, just seven years later, that number is now 62%. Harvard alone saw 17% drop in applications. And it's because, unlike many of my classmates, mates, the American electorate think critically about issues. And they realize that they don't want to be part of these environments of indoctrination. And as we've seen since October 7th, these environments of hate. My family were Holocaust yeah. survivors. They escaped Kristallnacht. They know what happens when institutions and universities uh, go against the Jews. And we have to put a stop to it. And we have to stand up and declare that this moral rot is unacceptable. Yeah. But Professor Rosenbaum, I, I attended Harvard back in the 90s. I had a two-year fellowship. I couldn't get out of there fast enough. It was already woke back then. W what do we do? I mean, we have this letter or this op-ed in the Washington Post yesterday saying that uh, President Gay must resign, but it's not to do with her hatred of the Jews. And I, it's not anti-Semitism. That's politically correct. It is Jew hatred. It's about her plagiarism. I don't care about her plagiarism. She is a racist. Can we fix any of this, Professor? I doubt so, Sebastian. You have to understand, humanities faculties, especially at Harvard, they run the school. Um, you know, the, we don't recognize how the presidents of these universities are terrified of the humanities department. And the humanities department are the majority of the professors that believe in woke protocols, dogma, orthodoxies, groupthink, interse inter intersectionality, intellectual conformity, and they're not going to let her go. <laughs> uh, remember, this is woman was the dean of the arts and sciences department. That means that she hired two-thirds of the faculty, and she hired them on the basis of diversity, equity, and inclusion criteria. That's why she's the president because it provided equity. It's not based on meritocracy. It's not based on excellence. It's based on representation and identity. And I think to let her go is an acknowledgement for too many of the faculty members that they don't belong there. By the way, they don't belong there. They yeah. too were hired <laughs> under this really blanket criteria of not about excellence, not about uh, merit, but about do you fill a box? Do you achieve equity? Do you represent your group or your identity? So I just think this is not just about a president, Sebastian. This is so much deeper. You're talking about two-thirds of the faculty at all of these schools that believe this stuff. They believe that saying intifada, intifada to the face of a Jewish person is a free speech academic matter. They believe this stuff. This is not like they're, yes, they're anti-Semites, but it's deeper than that. If you're white... It if, is. if you're a Zionist, you're guilty. And if something bad happens to you, I'll contribute $5 to get you killed. That's nothing. 
I know it sounds ridiculous, Shabos. but those students, how casual they sounded, right? They were so casual. And it's because. No, that's I mean, it's well, shocking. White, it's like they're, they're, one of the students says, one of the students, you can watch it, I, I've reposted it at the top of my Twitter feed. One of the students says, I don't have a job right now, but I can give you $20 to kill Jews. <laughs> Last question to you, uh, Shabos. Um, uh, we've seen the marches. Uh, at Christmas, we've seen the protesters, you know, breach the fence of the White House in the name of Hamas and social justice. I have to ask you, do you feel safe as a Jew in America at, at a university campus? You know, I'm I'm 25 years old. I'm a proud American and a proud patriot. Um, I'm a first generation. My parents are immigrants. I love this country. And I unfortunately don't feel safe anymore. And I never would have thought that wow. not only would I be on this show, but that I would be expressing such sentiments. But I think the level of Jew hatred that we've seen in this country is so unfathomable. Um, the only comparison I can really make is 1930s Germany. And I know that that comparison shocks a lot of people, or unfortunately to a lot of my classmates, it doesn't actually mean much. But to me and a lot of other uh, Jewish friends and family I have, uh, these are serious, serious uh, and uh, dangerous times we're living in. And the first step is to have structural reforms. That obviously means someone like yeah. Claudine Gay, who enabled so much anti-Semitism, has to leave. And from there, we can begin a conversation on what we could do to create spaces where Jews don't have to feel that that they have to hide in classrooms and hide their yarmulke, uh, which unfortunately many of us are having to do in the United States today. In, in the meantime, if you're an alumnus of these institutions, don't give them a stinking penny. Thank you, Professor. Thank you, Shabas. Next up, it's an invasion of the southern border. But who's really behind it? We'll talk to a man who knows. Stay on this channel. You know, folks, I thank God for my wonderful wife, my kids, my country, the greatest nation ever. And Americans like you who believe in the truth, The Chris Salcedo Show will never stop fighting for you. The Chris Salcedo Show, for the news you need to know. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. What have you This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded. You have employees who are celebrating genocide, and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? God bless Senator Josh Hawley. Why don't we see more hearings like that on Capitol Hill? If DHS has in its employ pro-Hamas, pro-genocide activists like that woman that Alejandro Mayorkas was protecting, is it no surprise that they're undermining the integrity of our nation? But who's behind the hordes, the millions of illegals? Today, for an hour on my radio show, I had somebody who educated me so much, and I just want to give you a little 
glimpse of the knowledge this man has. He is the executive director at the Center for a Secure Free Society, most importantly, a former Marine Corps uh, officer or veteran. Let's talk to my buddy, Joseph Humire. Joseph, welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. Good to see you, Sebastian. Now, I've posted the video of our long-form interview. I love, you know, the deep dive, the long-form interview. But can you just tell one thing that nobody's talking about when it comes to the caravans, the millions of immigrants? What is the role of Maduro, the president of Venezuela, and who is connected to the Venezuelan operations? Who's helping organize the caravans? Sebastian, in October 2018, I was on the ground in Guatemala when these caravans began. The Trump administration got a hold of it in 2019 and it exploded in 2021. And what we found when I was on the ground in Guatemala was that there was an NGO network, non-governmental organizations that were being funded by the Venezuelan government to create massive caravans that were not just going to come to the United States sovereign border, but we're gonna uh, basically clog up all the borders throughout Central America in route to the sovereign border. Why are they doing this? Because they're prepping the battlefield for conflicts in the future. Venezuela is no longer a sovereign nation state. It's much less a democracy. It is a criminalized state that's been empowered by Russia, China, and Iran to bring wars from the other side of the world to the Western hemisphere. And those wars are gonna be coming very soon. All right, let me just repeat what you said so people understand. Venezuela, run by President Maduro, who's a communist, is working with the Kremlin, is working with Russia, is working with Iran, is working with the Chinese to do what? To undermine the national sovereignty of America, correct? To undermine the national sovereignty of all of the Americas, from the United States all the way down to Argentina. Uh, the fourth flank of these global conflicts is about to kick off, Sebastian, in Guyana. Uh, the first was Ukraine. The second is Israel. The third is pending in Taiwan after the election in January. And the fourth is going to be Guyana. Why? Because all these conflicts are going to clog up choke points, shipping, international trade, and they're going to bring a level of chaos and conflict that China, Russia, and Iran are going to capitalize on to change into what they call their new world order. Venezuela is the tip of the spear for that effort in the Western Hemisphere. That's why you're seeing the mass migration, because that's prepping the battlefield for this conflict. All right, I've got one more question for you, but in the meantime, you have to watch my hour-long interview with Joseph today to get the full detail. He has the receipts, he has the facts. You have to check out his website, securefreesociety.org, and also his book, Iran's Strategic Penetration of Latin America, a central reading. But let's talk about something good for a minute, Joseph. Millet. Javier Millet has been elected president of Argentina. I want to put his Christmas tweet up that I retweeted. He said, <laughs> holding a police baton, he said, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, but be careful not to be a communist. Is this at least some good news from our southerly neighbors? This is absolutely good news, Sebastian. You couldn't, uh, I can't underestimate how happy I was when I found that Javier Malay became the new president of Argentina, because Argentina is a major country. It's the third largest country in Latin America. It's one of the major partners in the South. And this is the key, Sebastian, because in order to make America great again, we're gonna to have to make the Americas great again, and we're gonna need partners in the South. We're running out of them. We lost our opportunity with Bolsonaro in Brazil. 
Lord knows Central America is a mess, but in Argentina, we have the opportunity to build a north-south relationship, which will break the south-south paradigm that China is imposing on the world. In China's vision, Mexico is considered south. That doesn't exist in geography. Argentina gives the opportunity to reinsert a new geography. That is really what the United States is all about. It started with my friend Nigel Farage in the UK with Brexit. It spread to America with America First, with President Trump, then Maloney in Italy, now Millet in Argentina. I like the sound of that. Make the Americas great again and kick all those commies out. God bless you, Joseph. Find out more. Follow him at his center. Next up, we can't be strong if we don't have a strong military. After the last three years... Can we save our armed forces? We'll talk to a former member of the Trump cabinet. Don't touch that remote. You don't really have to look too hard for evidence of a culture war, the war against our civilization, the greatest civilization in the world, Judeo-Christian civilization. Just before we uh, started the show, we saw this post from Representative Torres, in which a nativity scene meant to celebrate Christmas was vandalized. Of course it was. Why is that happening? Because it is a war on Christendom. But it's also the subtler political actions as well. The most hallowed ground in America is arguably Arlington National Cemetery, where there was a statue, a beautiful statue, dedicated to reconciliation after the Civil War, which led to the greatest loss of life in our nation. That statue is being removed because, well, because if you're a leftist, you need to rewrite history. Can we stop the rewriting of history? Can we save our military? Let's talk to a man who at the highest levels in the Pentagon was responsible for the readiness of our troops, served with honor and distinction in two of our armed services and rose to the position of Secretary for Veterans Affairs. He is our go-to authority for national security and foreign policy here at Newsmax, Secretary Robert Wilkie. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you, Doctor. Happy New Year. Um, you have traveled the nation giving speeches. I think you're coming to us from somewhere near uh, what uh, locals call Fayetteville, the home of the Green Berets, uh, Fort Bragg. You've written a piece lately about the culture war against our military, about the renaming of Fort Bragg, which forever will be Fort Bragg for me. None of these actions are accidental, are they, Secretary Wilkie? No, um, what we are experiencing, and we see it play out on our college campuses now in spades after the the savagery of the Hamas attacks on October 7th, is a well-designed war on the West, um, cultural masochism at its, at its height, people who are upset that history happened. And the fascinating thing about that is that our culture, a culture that began in Jerusalem, um, traveled to Athens, Rome, London, and to the United States, is the culture that has given the world its notion of free will, its its notion of free speech, of limited government, of, of rights, equal rights for all. Uh, there's nothing like it uh, in the history of the world. Uh, 
There's no other civilization that has done anything like that on behalf of man. And I would just say, uh, quoting uh, the late General Powell, a platoon of United States uh, Marines has done more for world peace than all of the UN agencies, all of the self-serving celebrity telethons and virtual signaling from Hollywood, New York, uh, will ever do. And that's because these are people raised in the ethos of freedom and liberty. Lest lest, uh, anyone think that uh, the good secretary and myself are being hyperbolic, here's the evidence for yourself. Just listen to this woke general. This is one of Biden's woke Air Force generals talking about her priorities as a military leader in America today. Since January of this year, more than 400 anti-LGBTQ plus laws have been introduced at the state level. That number is rising and demonstrates a trend that could be dangerous for service members, their families, and the readiness of the force as a whole. What is an Air Force general doing talking about anti-LGBTQ laws, right, Mr. Secretary? At, at war with the Constitution. Uh, What has separated the United States and Great Britain in particular from all the other militaries of the world is that we serve a piece of paper. In Britain, they serve the will of of the commons, but here we serve a piece of paper, the Constitution, that separates the military uh, from politics. It gives the military a unique role. The military does not participate in coups. The military, in fact, the the most famous generals of the 20th century, uh, George C. Marshall and Dwight Eisenhower, didn't even vote. I think the first first time Dwight Eisenhower voted was when he was running for president. Um, That is a barrier that has now been broken, particularly by Obama-Biden. And it is destructive of the military ethos. And and, and the other thing that that is happening here, uh, doctor, is that we have leaders not only who fundamentally dislike this country, uh, but they view the the military as just another great society jobs program, not a profession with history and tradition and standards of conduct that are unlike uh, anything anywhere uh, in the world. And and that is leading to uh, recruiting drying up. It is leading to the exit of thousands and thousands of soldiers um, who see what is happening uh, when they're being told that they, they come from a racist part of the country in many instances. Uh, and they're being told yeah. that they need to spend hours and hours thinking about pronouns rather than thinking about how to fight and win and survive on uh, the brutal and bloody battlefields of the world. Well, if, uh, if we get uh, a man of the caliber of President Trump back in the White House as the 47th president, uh, God willing, it's up to us. We can fix all those things. But in the meantime, and with you at, uh, at the helm of one of his departments, um, there is hope, hope for us. There's a viral video going around of a gate agent from Delta Airlines, who I hope will be rewarded, but I doubt, who was confronted by a fake woman, a trans man in a deep voice, who said, stop misgendering me. And what did the gate agent say? He said, if you want to continue this insanity, I'll have the port authority escort you out of the building if you want to play that game. 
Congratulations to that employee. We need more Americans telling the truth like you did in office and are still doing today. God bless you. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Secretary Robert Wilkie. Next up, and what are they hiding about January the 6th? And what do they not want you to know? Stay with us. It's one of the strangest things I've ever seen, especially after working for years with uh, the military and with law enforcement. All the testimony after January 6th with uniformed officers, police officers, often crying as they were testifying. It was very, very strange. Well, maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe those individuals weren't quite testifying, but maybe they were play-acting. Let's talk about what they don't want to share with you about January 6th with two people who I consider great Americans. The founder of the walkaway movement, Brandon Strack, and also a man who has a har harrowing story to share with us, Sh uh, Siaka Masakoy. Gentlemen, welcome to Greg Kelly Reports. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So, Brandon, uh, there's this officer called Michael Fortune. I think we have his LinkedIn page, who Americans need to know about, especially given the recent court documents concerning something uh, pertaining to you. Could you explain the strange story about officers Michael Fortune and Byron Evans? Certainly. So uh, in addition to being FBI raided, taken to jail and criminally charged for standing outside of the Capitol peacefully for eight minutes on January 6th, I was also civilly sued in a lawsuit called uh, Smith versus Trump by a source funded nonprofit law firm out of D.C. Uh, called Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. What they did was found eight Capitol police officers, most of whom are black and brown, and sued me under the KKK Act, alleging a civil rights violation conspiracy and alleging assault and battery by me against these eight officers, mostly of color. Uh, but through the process of going through discovery in this case, what we, we were finally able to get to the point of asking questions like, where were you to these officers on January 6th? Because I know for a fact I didn't see them, I didn't encounter them. And we learned some very interesting things. In the case of Officer Michael Fortune, we learned that he was in Maryland at the time that I was at the Capitol, nonetheless suing me under the KKK Act and alleging that I caused injuries to him on January 6th. In the case of Officer Byron Evans, uh, we learned that he was uh, in a secure building behind a locked door watching January 6th on television, nonetheless suing me for assault right, and battery, so, so suing officers, me under the KKK Act. Officers who are suing you for some kind of damage done to them on January the 6th weren't even in Congress or in the same state or district as the events of January 6th. Uh, the mind boggles, but I'm going to boggle right. it even more. Siaka, what happened to you a couple of weeks ago, uh, almost yeah. three years after January 6th? Um, well, I mean, it just you can't, I just laugh because it's silly, but two weeks ago, about three weeks ago, November 30th, on the way back from uh, the premiere of Lady Ballers at Daily Wire Plus, my wife and I were landing at the airport at Burbank Airport coming off the airplane and four agents and four um, police officers, uh, you know, airport police took me away from my wife and they were arresting me uh, in charges related to January 6th. I spent a night in jail. Uh, fortunate enough, uh, God, God's hands was playing, were, were playing all over that. So I got out the next day and when you want to find out the charges that these FBI agents came and arrested me and 
two years earlier actually raided my house like they did Brandon, but they didn't arrest me then. They just took my laptop and my cell phone. So, so, so they raided your later. house two years ago, didn't yes. arrest you then, come back two years later, and, and just the cherry on top. Siaka, on January the 6th, how much time did you spend inside Congress? Um, well, in the Capitol archway was 71 seconds and less than five steps. And then turn asked to leave. 71 seconds. 71 seconds. And now, thanks to Speaker Johnson and uh, body cam footage, we have even more questions. Why were rubber bullets fired? Why was tear gas fired into peaceful crowds on January 6th? Gentlemen, we need to explore the stories even more about these so-called harmed officers and why they're coming after you, Siaka, three years after the events. Let's discuss that on my radio show, America First. But in the meantime, please follow these gentlemen. It's the walkaway movement for Brandon. Follow both Siaka and Brandon on social media and please support them because this is political persecution. This isn't the rule of law and it is un-American. Next up, final thoughts here on Greg Kelly Reports with me, Sebastian Gorka. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. Means he can shoot the first lady. To make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut down the media. He will be a king. He will make himself into the Fuhrer and he will make everybody raise their hand and salute him. Using martial law against the American people. He wants to rewrite the Constitution. Every one of us, our freedom, Bloody our liberty, none of us Stop. is safe. He's going Stop. to have people around. Guys, enough. They're insane. I've heard enough. That's the legacy lying media. Now more than ever, you need the truth. We can't stop talking about Newsmax Plus. We know you love Newsmax and watch us all the time, but starting last month, we had to stop our free stream on apps. So we launched Newsmax Plus. In just a few weeks, more than 170,000 people have signed up. Newsmax Plus lets you watch Newsmax on your phone, tablet, or home TV. Watch it anytime, anywhere. You'll get all of your favorite shows like The Right Squad and others with Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Greta Van Sastra and Eric Bowling, Carl Higby and that chap, Gorka. We're getting a lot of positive reviews about Newsmax Plus. You'll get the Newsmax channel plus great documentaries, movies and specials and Newsmax Plus just released actor John Voigt's special series on Israel. We even have a Newsmax Plus section for the best Donald Trump rallies ever. So get Newsmax Plus today. It won't cost you anything to start. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com for your free trial. There's no risk. Try it today. In the meantime, check out my book, The War for America's Soul. Next up, The Right Squad. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty.